Our scripture today is from Matthew 11:28 through 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. May God add his blessing to these words. Thank you, Marilyn. Hey, everybody. Good to be with you today. Uh, now, on Friday, a letter from me went out to everybody on our mailing list uh, inviting you to uh, sign up your giving for our 2022 ministry fund. And uh, so that letter's going to have a, a card in it to do that. And next Sunday is the day, okay? Next Sunday's the day. I'm asking all of us to bring those, and we'll, we'll turn those in. If you can't be here next Sunday, uh, you can mail it. You can bring it into the office. You could fill it out online, uh, or you could bring it any Sunday this month. But it is really important that we hear from everybody by the last Sunday, November 28th, because... Our, our finance committee and church council is going to take all of that total and finalize plans for next year. And I just want you to know that your giving sign-up is going to have a direct impact on ministries and staffing for the coming year. And my goal is that we're going to su surpass uh, 200 giving sign-ups. We've done it before. And I, I just look out at you, and I believe that I can count on you because I know that you love God and you love this church. So in advance, thank you. Let's pray. <clears throat> come, Holy Spirit, come. Come as the fire and burn. Come as the wind and cleanse. Come as the light and reveal Show us our sin, turn us around, set us apart until we are wholly yours. Amen. If today is your first Sunday with us, uh, either in person or online, uh, let me fill you in just a little bit. Uh, this is the final Sunday of a seven-week series called Margin, Restoring Overloaded Lives. And you can go back and access past messages right on our website. And from what I've been hearing, uh, this series has really been hitting home with a lot of you in a good way. You've been talking about it with each other. You, you see the need for, for margin in your life. Now, what is margin? Margin is having reserves. Margin is having that little extra bit of gas in your tank. And based on the book uh, by medical doctor Richard Swenson that a lot of us have been reading, we've looked at four kinds of margin, emotional, physical, time, and financial. Emotional margin is that sense of well-being that we have that motivates me to live in healthy ways. Physical margin is having strength and energy beyond what I normally need. Time margin is having room in my life for what comes up that I didn't plan. Financial margin is the money remaining after my normal necessary expenses are paid. And my goal for this series is that you will take one important step in one of these areas. 
That's all. Just one step in one of the areas. And don't be afraid to start small. Uh, there's a verse in the Old Testament, Zechariah 4.10, that says, Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Isn't that a great verse? It's taken from the New Living Translation, which I appreciated here. Uh, would, you, would you like to say it with me? Let's try it. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. And, and, of course, I cannot tell you what step to take. This is your opportunity to listen to God. And I hope that on December 31st, the last day of the year, you're going to look back on 2021 and say that one of the most important things that happened and that you did was to take that one solid step toward rebuilding a little cushion, a little margin in your life. And from that small beginning, you can take more steps in 2022. And if we're going to expand our margin, then one of the things that we need to do, and you heard uh, Leah talk about this, is we need to aim for a life of balance. And balance is not an easy thing to find. We know that, right? I mean, things happen and tip the scale, and, and life gets knocked out of balance. It's, it's like trying to uh, ride a bicycle while you're carrying a bowling ball. I mean, that's not going to be easy. In a minute, uh, I'm going to give you a, an opportunity to huddle up with a group of about four, give or take, and uh, here's the question I'd like you to run with. What sometimes tips the scale of my life so it gets out of balance? Now, as you huddle up, uh, glance around to see if there's somebody around you who's alone and ask, hey, would you like to join us? And, and you don't have to join up if you don't want to. Feel free to say, eh, no thanks. If you do huddle up, though, you always have the option to just listen if you don't want to say anything. So huddle up, introduce yourselves, share quickly because you only get two minutes starting now.
Okay, how, how did it go? Did you, all, did you all think of something to share about maybe what not, knocks life out of balance? It happens to all of us. You know, even Jesus found himself in situations that threatened to tip life out of balance. You know, for example, you know, they, he and his disciples would go from town to town. We'd go to a town, and, and he would heal someone, and all of a sudden word would get out, and, and people would start bringing their, their, their sick loved ones, and there would be a long line of people. I, I like this scene in the TV series, The Chosen. It's been a long day for Jesus, and it was one of those where there was a long line of people to be healed and uh, all day long, and now it's dark, and finally the last one has gone home, and he makes his way back to the campsite where his disciples are, are waiting. And, and, of course, Jesus could, if he wanted to, uh, just, you know, hey, I'm going to relax with my buds, you know, sit around the campfire half the night, but let me, he is exhausted. In, in, the, in the TV show, you can see it on his face. You can kind of read it in his body language. And um, so he just says good night. And he goes to bed. And, you know, I think Jesus had a way of, of trying to keep that balance of, of work and rest, which is really important if you want to stay in both emotionally and physically healthy. And so today's message is health through balance and rest. And we all go through times when we're out of balance. None, none of us does this perfectly. I mean, you're getting chemo. <laughs> Your life's going to be out of balance for a while. Your company says, you know, uh, Cam, I need you in Mongolia for six weeks. <laughs> Whoa, I wasn't seeing that coming. You, maybe your mom's in hospice and a lot of things just going to have to be put on hold for right now. You've got, you've got four finals and six papers due by Friday. It's going to be a crazy week. Um, now, I don't know if he's here or not, but the, the winner of the... Uh, the uh, Trunk or Treat Trophy, Mike Zook. Mike, are you here? Anyway, he, uh, uh, he, had one, he had one night a few weeks ago where he was here, I think, four or five nights in a row. I mean, he, that's, not, that's not usual for him. It's just that everything he was a part of all just seemed to happen that one week. But I'm sure it sort of knocked life out of balance for a bit, although he handled it with grace. Things happen. The real problem is when lack of balance becomes a way of life. When we start to think, oh, this is, I can't help it. It's going to be this way, and this is what normal is now. I was talking with a friend one time who was a CEO uh, of an international nonprofit, and his life was consumed with this organization. He traveled a lot. He worked super long hours, and I remember one day he asked me, he said, Steve, do you try to keep a balanced life? And I said, yeah, I, I try to. And he said, well, I suppose you have to so you can be an example for your people. But with my job, I don't really have that luxury. But I have a sneaking suspicion that a balanced life did not appeal to him. He, he really liked being consumed with his work. But I also can tell you that it came at a cost. He had health issues, and he wasn't really taking good care of his health. His wife longed for more time with him, and I worry about the day when she no longer longed for time with him. 
An unbalanced life can come at a great cost. Let's open our Bibles. If you have a pew Bible in front of you, grab that. If you brought your own, that's good too. Matthew's Gospel, the end of chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. Pew Bible, top of page 977. Now, a little context here. In the preceding verses, Jesus thanks God that the kingdom he's bringing is hidden from those who think they are so clever and wise. And it's revealed to those who receive it with childlike openness. And then Jesus makes the exclusive claim that he is the one and only full expression of God. The only way that we can know the Father is through him. Now, Jesus' exclusive claim is going to be offensive. But I see it as a good thing. It's a good thing that God is like Jesus. Jesus is full of grace, full of wisdom. He's a friend of sinners. And that's who God is. Then in verse 28, Jesus gives this invitation. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and what, say the rest with me, and I will give you rest. This is who God is. God is not the one wearing you out with heavy burdens. God is the one who gives you rest. And that's why Jesus was not a fan of the Pharisees. The Pharisees were so strict. I mean, they were way stricter than the Bible. And they expected everybody to be just like them. You must not walk more than a half a mile on the Sabbath. You must tithe to God even the herbs of your garden. You must not help someone get well on the Sabbath. You can keep them from getting sicker. You can't help them get well. They had hundreds of these made-up rules, and Jesus says, "Uh uh-uh, I'm not like that. Come to me. I will help you live in holiness without carrying these heavy burdens. I will give you rest. And then verse 29 begins with Jesus saying, take my yoke upon you. And if you're picturing an egg yolk right now, (laughs) the yolk's on you. Before my grandfather uh, got a tractor, uh, he farmed with a team of horses, and a yoke was placed on them, this wooden piece that went over uh, the horses and then another piece that went around under each horse's neck. Uh, And with a yoke, they could plow together. Now, not every yoke is made the same. A poorly fitting yoke will wear sore spots on the horses or oxen or mules, whatever you got, But a good yoke was custom-fitted for each animal, so the pressure would be evenly distributed. That way, when they pull, it's not painful. And I think Jesus is saying that when you follow, he says, when you follow me, your life will be better. Uh, Any other yoke that you wear is going to wear you down. It's going to create pressure points of pain. I remember one of our former staff members one time saying that when he gave his life to Jesus, he said, life became so much easier. (laughs) He said, living against God's will, now that is hard. That is a hard life. Created a lot of hardship for himself. He says, life in Jesus is so much better. And then Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. He's saying, 
uh, put on life my way. He said, I'm going to teach you. We're going to learn this together. The rest of verse 29 says, learn from me because I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Let me tell you about the yoke of Jesus. He's my master, but he's never arrogant, never mean. He's kind and gentle. He's also my good shepherd who makes sure that I have a, a nice place to rest, green pastures, you know. He restores my soul. Now, does Jesus demand a lot? <laughs> Absolutely. He asks nothing less than my whole life, and, and, and I'm, I'm ready to suffer. Uh, if, I, if that's what it means as his disciple, uh, take up my cross, lay down my life for him. Why? I do it gladly because he's been so kind to me, so forgiving, so generous, so, so patient and encouraging. Most yokes are made for a team of two draft animals. So if I take on Jesus' yoke, I believe that that means that he's on the other side, pulling with me. Isn't that the kind of yoke you want? Knowing that he's right beside you and that he's even pulling a greater share of the weight. The way I figure it, I'm going to have to wear some yoke, even if it's the yoke of my own stubbornness. Something's going to have to be in charge of my life. Who, what will it be? Will it be my addiction? Will it be the crazy way I overload my life? Overloading our lives and, and knocking them out of balance. I mean, that's, that's the American life, right? That's how we chase the American dream. Someone once said, our problem is that we worship our work work at our play, and play at our worship. Whoa. Let me come at that again. He said, our problem is that we, we worship our work, work at our play, and play at our worship. Seems to me that's a picture of a life out of balance. Wouldn't you rather wear the well-balanced yoke of Jesus and then in verse 30, Jesus appeals to us one more time to accept his yoke. He says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Friday afternoon, I was, I was you know, still working on the message for Sunday. And, and uh, I decided that I was going to uh, play and listen to uh, Handel's Messiah. I mean, it had been years since I listened to it. And uh, anyway, there's one aria in there that I had forgotten. It. It's about this passage. Uh, and I'm sure that Handel picked it because it's such great news. And the song just sings it over and over and rejoicing. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. In every other religion, even secularism, a person's value is achieved. We have, to, we have to prove ourselves worthy by what we do. 
It's a hard yoke to wear. It's a heavy burden to bear. But here is where the gospel of Christ is unique. Jesus accepts our unworthiness. He paid for our forgiveness when we didn't deserve it. With him, we don't have to achieve our value. We receive our value. It is given to us by grace and yoked with him. We find what we need, balance and rest. It's a learning process. It's going to take us time. We're, we're always trial and error. Jesus said, learn from me. And when we learn from him, we, we learn how that balance and rest requires margin. The idea with margin, of course, is to have a little more than we need. You know, a little more time. A little more money. Not too much, but a little. A little extra uh, physical and emotional energy. You look at Jesus. He lived a very full life. But he was never in a hurry. I, I would challenge you to read the four Gospels and see if you ever see Jesus in a hurry, rushing around. No. At the beginning of this series, I presented this question. In which area do I most need to add margin? Emotional, physical, time, or financial? Wearing the yoke of Jesus, margin is possible. It is in him that we find contentment. It is in him that we find balance. In him, we do not easily become overwhelmed, overworked, overscheduled, overspent. Now, hopefully when you walked in this morning, uh, someone handed you an index card. You got that? Now's the time to pull it out. Uh, and I would invite you to jot down the area where you believe you sense that you need margin the most. Where do you find yourself, oh, i kind of running low, always on time or physical energy or money or whatever it is. Shut that down. Now let's ask one more question. What will be my first step, my small beginning? Now I'm going to give you a full minute to, to pray and ponder that question. And as you do, think back to that verse we looked at in Zechariah. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Let's pray.
Lord God, I, I confess that much of the time I overload my life and knock it out of balance. And it's a lot of times because I'm trying to impress people or so that they won't at least think less of me. But when it's just you and I, God, I know those superficial things, they don't matter. Jesus, thank you for showing me that God is like you. You are the full revelation of the Father. You are gentle and humble in heart. You lead me into a life of holiness with, with, not, with not carrying impossible burdens. And now, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. I need you. Here I am. I'm all yours, Lord. Enter my life. Fill me with your presence. I take your yoke, trusting that you will always be right beside me. In your name we pray and all God's people said, Amen.